0: Hello, boys and girls. It's time for the Coffin Joe Cast. The only show where playing your didgeridoo is not only encouraged, it's expected. So with oh, another BB and throw some shrimp on the barbie. Welcome to Australia. It's sexy time.
1: G'day and welcome <laughs> to the Coffin Joe Cast. I am Killer Wilbur. I'm Joel. And joining us for the second attempt this week. Who are you again?
0: I am Nisha.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Nisha, the wife of Ted.
0: The wife of Ted. He says to tell the boys hello.
2: Uh, We've put a little bit of a bug into him, Gilla.
1: Yeah, he wants to come back or he wants to do his own.
2: Uh, Yes, and he's He's, been listening to more, I hear.
0: He's podcast addicted podcast addicted so we'll be trying to go to sleep at night and suddenly he's like like quietly chuckling and it starts to shake the bed and i'm like what are you choking and he's no he's not choking he's laughing because he's secret he's listening to a podcast and i didn't even know so yes he listens all the time now excellent way to go boys <laughs> way to go uh
1: We've infected another one, Killer. Yes. we are slowly good. taking them over one by one.
0: That's right.
1: Uh, so You're for, next, Nisha. Yes. <sighs> yeah. So for those that don't know, we uh, couldn't record last week. Thanks to no. shitty Telstra and their <laughs> shitty internet service.
0: Yes, what killer said.
1: And uh, so they finally come out Wednesday. Well, no, they, Tuesday they sent a new modem to us. Donna sets it up. It's working perfectly all day for her. About three hours for me, and then it starts dropping in and out again. But it kept doing it intermittently, in and out, in and out. Then Friday come, and there was no internet <sighs> at all. And did I lose my shit? So, we had to, <laughs> they They told us they weren't going to fix it till this Wednesday, and uh, Donna's going, that's no, not good enough. So they sent someone out yesterday, and uh, he checked the line out the front, everything was fine. he was supposed to come up into our apartment, and check, but supposedly we weren't home, so he told the uh, the people on the phone. But we were home, and we had no one show up. So another phone called to Telstra, another what two hours of yelling and screaming. Finally, sent our new technician, and it was the new modem, supposedly, because the guy put a new modem in, and everything working fine. But I should touch wood because it could go any time. No one Telstra <laughs> shit. So. Sounds like Comcast. Yes, yes pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was yelling at that, the guy I was saying you are a multi-million dollar company and you just can't get this right. Like, if, that's we don't, why. if we don't pay our bill, you'll cut, cut us off, but when you just can't supply us with the internet, you do nothing about it.
0: Stinky. Oh,
2: uh, fucking shit. So, me. so very familiar.
0: Yes, it does sound a lot like the beef people have with Comcast around these parts. At least.
1: So, deep. boys, yes. what's new?
0: What's going on? What's the haps?
2: <laughs> She's making it her own show. All right.
0: I'm like, come on. What's, what's going on? What's new in the lives of Joel and Kilowatt?
2: Well, I think Killa's already given you the the haps on his, but you're new here, so what do we do with our new uh, co-host, Killa? Well, we usually ask
1: a new co-host uh, how do they start <laughs> listening to podcasts or doing a podcast. I know you don't do one, but yes, what is your podcasting history?
0: Um, last week, I logged on to Skype to podcast with you guys, and it didn't work out, and so here I am again. <laughs>
1: so you don't listen. Here I am.
0: Actually, I don't. Um, I'm trying to train myself to read a lot. Again, I'm very voracious reader children, and they consume books faster than I can purchase them or check them out at the library. And so I'm kind of trying to train myself that when the day's over that I'm kind of trying to Ixnay on the electronics and teach myself to read and read good stuff again. So that's kind of boring when you say it out loud, but I don't want to lose my brain, so I'm trying to use it. Use it or lose it, baby.
2: Yes. You, you know, I think they have books on podcasting.
0: <laughs> I could read that. You know, they say if you read for seven minutes a day, on your area of interest or expert, that you'll be an expert in, I don't know, like within your lifetime, you'll become an expert on it if you read about a subject for seven minutes a day.
1: Oh, well, I'll be an expert on Facebook because that's where I read. Oh, see? Mm. Just there Facebook you go. posts.
2: Pornography, yeah, expert. Right oh, on. wait. That's but not I what I'm, I'm um... reading.
3: Mm hmm. <laughs>
0: You did. No,
2: you're probably reading actual good books, things with legitimate, you know, (sighs) purpose.
0: You know, um, I don't, it's been a while since I've read a book purely just for entertainment purposes. And when I did, I actually have a friend of mine who she is an excellent author. She writes comic books. She does a lot of um, fantasy novels and um, mythical beasts and whatnot. Anyway, her name is Ellie Ann, and she wrote a book called Slice of Life. And I think I read it in two days. And the entire time, I'm texting her going, oh, my gosh, you're totally killing me. And she's just, you know, answering me back with smiley faces. And uh, it was it was awesome. It's by far her, the book of hers that's my favorite. So, But that was like six months ago, this last book I read for entertainment purposes. So everything else is just educational.
1: That's what I was going to ask. Do you read nonfiction or fiction?
0: I read lots of nonfiction. So because I homeschool, so I'm a classical education tutor. So I teach other children classically as well as my children. So I'm reading a lot about that. And I read a lot about nutrition and autoimmune diseases and strange things like that so
2: she's taking a bullet for the team
0: yeah (laughs) that's right (laughs) oh and here i thought i wasn't gonna be nerdy enough for your show (laughs) my nerd just fell out
2: (laughs) we we take all comers on this show and uh that that's a whole level of nerdiness that i don't think we've had before
0: it is. There's not even anything fun like lightsabers or nothing like that. But anyway, but there's that. But yeah. Um, but actually, you know, in the life of Ted, Nisha, and our four amazing kids, we, uh, my daughters, and I work at a horse farm, a therapeutic equine facility, and uh, we were back out at the farm today, and one of my daughters started horse horsemanship lessons and got on a horse and loved it and looked absolutely beautiful and she might have the bug so that was kind of a new thing for us so we're gearing up to start school and blah 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 all those boring things
2: so killa do you think she knows more about australia than i do yes but well, we'll give her the ultimate
1: test one uh nisha do you know what the sydney harbour bridge is
0: do i know what it is or where it is Because I know both.
1: Well, seeing it says Sydney, Harper Bridge. So you know of the Sydney, Harbour Bridge? Yes. Ting, one better than Joel. Damn it. (laughs) So if you know the Sydney, (laughs) Harbour Bridge, you know the Sydney (laughs) Opera House, then. Of course. Yes. That's pretty famous.
2: Uh,
0: Right. P. P Sherman, 34 Wallaby Way?
2: Yep. Oh, that's Finding Nemo. That's cheating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's where they went. They're like, Sydney, Okay, sorry. Go uh, ahead,
1: kill us. Um, so, do you know the the famous Australian actor who was uh, Paul Hogan? Yes, there we yeah. go. Worked okay. on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yes.
0: Is is this about painting the bridge?
1: Well, he didn't paint it. He was a rigger. He rigged up all the stuff for the for the painters. So, right. That's something. So I you paint want.
0: one side, and paint the other side, and by the time you were done, you had to paint the other side again. Yeah, you you
1: start at one like end that? and go to the other, and by the time you finished, you go back and start again. But we have since learned, thanks to Tommy the Duck, that's no longer the case because of uh, better paint technology. It lasts longer, so they don't do it like that. So I don't know the time frame now, but, yeah, that was what happened in the old days.
0: See, and it's supposed to be the same kind of paint that I use in my house. You're just supposed to just be able to take a warm rag and just, you know, wipe it off, and it's good to go. Same stuff. Not really.
2: Okay. (laughs) I was like, really? Right.
0: That's awesome. Joel's like she really does know more than me. Oh uh, no.
2: Well, well, okay. Well, then who's the prime minister of Australia? Uh,
0: it's actually a woman, isn't it?
1: Nope. No. Used to be.
0: Oh, that's what I'm thinking. You know, actually, what I'm thinking about is that um, my children learn this um, this timeline of the world, and it's a, a 14 minute song that they learn um, and I'm trying to remember in there because they talk about Australia becoming a commonwealth um, and so
1: becoming. that's, actually, that's a actually what
0: I was thinking yes. of um, Tony let's see yeah. Prime Minister of Australia Tony Abbott, that's is it. that right?
1: Damn it Very good
0: uh. Curtsey here
1: you. are you cheating by
2: looking this up
0: am i cheating no,
2: no. she's just smart yes <laughs> i know that 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 wolf creek is based loosely on on uh uh ivan malat i saw some post about that the other day that it's based
1: on uh thing that happened up in northern territory but the town wolf yeah, creek I- is in wa and I think it's a combination of all three things.
0: So, Did you yeah, say it was N.W.A.?
1: WA? Uh, the town called Wolf Creek is in WA. The story of oh. uh, backpackers being um, picked up happened in Northern Territory.
0: Yes. See I thought you said N W A, which for me would have totally different connotation, but Where, you said N W A totally West, different Western
1: Australia. You know, the largest state. Mm-hmm. That's the largest state yeah. in Australia by landmass.
0: Not at all the NWA that I grew up oh, with.
2: NWA, yes, mm-hmm. straight out of Compton. Speaking of which, straight out of Compton <laughs> yeah. just came out this week and is crushing it at the theaters.
0: It did. I was really surprised. Um, you know, there are times when you know they say they're going to make a movie, you know, about somebody's life or something. And You think, oh my gosh, that's going to be so great. That's going to be so awesome. And this was actually one of those ones where I was like, what? Um, but then, you know, seeing the trailer and hearing the buzz around it, I was like, well, it might actually be good. And knowing my husband, we will be seeing it. Probably not in the theatre, but we will watch it at some point in time. Hmm.
1: Yes. Well, I'll, be, I'll be watching it as soon as I can obtain it. So. Obtain
0: it. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: If you get my drift. Like, I obtained an a average copy of Ant-Man this week. Cam copy. <laughs> Oh, no. It it was good enough. Uh, And I actually watched it for the second time last night with Donna, because I watched it on Tuesday when our internet was working and I could obtain it. And, uh, yeah, so then I rewatched it last night because Donna hadn't seen it, so I thought it was all right. What is... It's all right. You thought it was all right? Yeah, it's good. It has its, you know, you you can pick faults in it if you want to, but it's a fun movie and it, it matches into the Marvel Universe, so...
0: Right now, is this Paul? Is it Paul Rudd? No, yep. who's playing? Yep. Yes, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yes. Hometown boy. He is Kansas City native, like Joel and I. He loves the hometown.
2: So well, it's he,
0: awesome to see him go from Clueless to Ant Man. That's awesome.
2: Well, to stretch my nerd muscles, he actually didn't move to Kansas City until he was 10. He's originally from uh, the eastern side of the country uh, this is New true. Jersey, New Yorkish area, I think. Yes, um, but yeah, he considers Kansas City home.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I had yes. the chance to see him up close and personal once. Once, excellent. How
0: did you do
2: yeah. that? Uh, when I was working for the blood bank, he came yes. in and donated for charity, and I was there that day, and I stood about, about ten feet away from him. So,
0: to make sure he didn't pass out, you would catch him. No,
2: just to stare and drool a little bit.
0: That was probably better than catching him if he fell
2: I don't think you remembers That's totally that.
0: awesome I forgot about all the years you worked at the blood bank You were there a really long time
2: I was there quite a while And I still get flack mm-hmm. about it being called the vampire
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I was going to do that joke. What the, joke The vampire joke See, wow. it never goes away. It does uh, not. I loved working with blood, though. I did. I still. I just donated on Friday. As a matter of fact, I'm a fan. I, I am a, a big supporter of uh, of blood and organ donation.
0: I am a supporter of blood and what it does for me and its functions within my body. I'm a huge fan. <laughs>
2: uh, I'm also. So, Killa, it. do oh. you know how Nisha and I met? No, let's hear the story. So I great. wonder if the story will be different because when when I ended my junior year, my hair was rather long, and the school I was going to, which was a Christian school, um, they said, you know, cut your hair above your collar, or you can leave. So I said, okay, I'm gonna leave. So I uh, auditioned and transferred to Paseo. Um, it's a magnet school. I don't know if that it's still a magnet or school anymore. but. visual and
0: performing arts. Yes. Yeah.
2: And so I went there. The first year they opened um, and spent the first half of the year there. Got homesick for all my friends and was like, you know, three, three years and I'm not going to finish the school I started. I'm like, screw it. I'll cut my hair just above my collar. So I look like a page boy. Um, shaved this my facial hair. This is a
0: true story.
2: <laughs> Came back to school. The very first day I walk into school, I walk up the stairs and here's this girl I've never <laughs> seen before in somewhat of a, I want to say it was like a sundress type thing. And, um, like, I don't even know how we like officially introduced ourselves to each other, but as we soon as we said hello together,
0: we had first it like, period together,
2: it was all they, over. They,
0: they didn't know what to do with the two of us. It was like, I was new and I you know, didn't play an instrument in the band or anything. So I kind of had study hall first period and they didn't have anywhere to put him, but with me and I was kind of, <laughs> so the rest is history.
2: It was we were literally like, on out. yeah, all over within minutes. And next thing you know, we're down, uh, studying for finals and she's introducing me to soul asylum.
0: Oh, that's still, one of my favorite albums. When it comes on, the kids are like, because oh, they just know, like, the volume goes up, mom's eyes are closed, and it's just like, excuse me, I have to take a vacation to my sophomore year. I'll be right back. And <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I'm so better much. I'm better now.
2: Well, yeah, but she yes. had her little, like, I want to say it was like a cassette Walkman at that point, still might have been D- a, v- a CD, but she's like, yeah. listen to this song, and it was Somebody to Shove. And... It was
0: yeah. so cool. It was awesome. So it was awesome sauce. Yes, we have lots of. There's lots of. Uh, lots of stories from over the years. So that was uh, roughly twenty years ago. Would have
2: been 1992 to 93. Was
0: this is the, a true uh, story? So it was more than twenty year. years ago.
2: <laughs> uh, time to feel old. Sorry
0: okay but you're older than me and that's okay so it was excellent um i mean we you know i actually you said that about paseo and i immediately thought of mamie paris and i do have one blue eye and one green eye
2: oh incidentally she's Uh, broadway
0: that is she's big these
2: days that is so awesome Um, i will
0: have to google her now
2: Nisha was always also there at the uh, the infamous Dwight Yoakam concert. <laughs>
0: I was, I was, I can attest to the fact that Joel stood in line and waited to see the littlest man in country music in the littlest jeans in country music, and we had an awesome time. So the mats, the mats were there. Yep. And we loved the mats. So we had there's lots of. There's pictures of us in the, oh my gosh, your car, the escort, the red escort. Yep. I'm surprised we didn't drive the wheels off of that thing.
2: <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nisha and I went to a dance together.
0: We did as we are sitting in the Chinese restaurant and there's bugs crawling on the wall. Joel's and your like, shoes are I melting. Don't feel so good. Yes. I blew, because they dyed my shoes, and then it was raining. And he ran a fever all night long, but he stuck in there and shook his groove thing and had a great time. So he took one for the team then.
2: And yeah. probably the, the biggest story to me would be uh, the honor you bestowed me on your wedding day.
0: I did. Joel walked me down the aisle. I am just looking at pictures of that the other day. So I don't, I didn't have a father around, and I just wanted to surround myself with people that had meant a lot to me in my life, and Joel on one side, my mom on the other. So there was that.
1: Very much.
0: That's right. And then you're going to have to help me out, Joel, because my memory escapes me. What was the made-up holiday that we celebrated in Chicago?
2: Feminista.
0: It feminista. Okay, that's what March I thought 23rd. it was. March 23rd, yeah. Yes, March 23rd, Feminista. So, there's that. I was able to really wow all of his college friends by walking through two apartments and two stairways, balancing a beer bottle on my head. Wow. All the time. Mm-hmm. As well as my uh, phenomenal belching abilities. But...
2: It's not a joke, Killa. It is not a joke. (laughs) It
0: is not a joke. Ted and I were youth group leaders right after we got married, and we were taking a busload of kids down to Mexico. And this one kid was wanting to argue with me, saying that he could, you know, outdo me. He drank so much Dr. Pepper, trying to outbelch me, that he made himself sick. He literally threw up. He drank so much. And I out-belched, out-belched a teenage boy. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, and I remind him of that to this day when I see him. So if you ever him.
2: wanted somebody, killer that, uh, that knows me backwards and sideways, yeah. there's a chance. Okay. Well.
0: That's right. I knew him back when he had hair.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> killa laughs. I've uh, yes, seen pictures. I've seen the pictures.
0: It's true. It's true. And Amy, I remember meeting Amy the first time and totally hitting it off. And we were attached at the hip. We have we even have nicknames for one another. So, yeah.
2: Sorry, Kelly, we hijacked that That's there fine. for a moment. That's no problem.
0: That's okay. He's walking down memory lane with us, he's there. Right, Kelly?
1: I'm here. Yeah.
2: yeah. Although, uh, uh, all the stories he's imagining everybody's Australian, though.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Like, if they ever make a movie of our, you know, the years and years of our lasting, loyal friendship, everybody should be Australian.
1: Well, everyone should be Australian, full stop.
2: <laughs> and then the part by Killer Will will be played by an American actor, and he will speak in an American accent. Which I cannot do. No, awesome. he cannot.
0: Seriously, you can't.
2: No. No, we spent the first almost year of the show attempting to teach him one phrase in American, and it came out sounding like... uh, uh Who did we decide you sounded like?
1: I don't know, I can't remember. Because I cannot it's speak like, in an American accent.
2: Oh, yeah, you sounded like... uh The Mandarin from Iron Man 3, that's That's right. (laughs) That's
0: awesome.
2: Mm. Can Uh, can you do Australian, Nisha?
0: Uh, Gosh, I guess I'd have to think about it, because I would not want to offend him by doing any kind of British accent accidentally.
1: You ain't offended Um, me. I'm used to it.
0: You're used to it?
2: I don't think that works.
0: no okay heck i don't
2: know just got deeper that's
1: all i was trying to teach the (laughs) asian guy at work the other day to speak more with an australian accent because he's she's mimicking
0: i'm trying trying, really quietly trying to pick up on the nuances of it
1: well one easy one instead of saying australia just say australia start with the s australia
0: australia
1: australia no a Uh, yeah I know, Australia. I know that
0: in Australia, chicken farmers call them chook.
1: Chook. Yeah, chook. Chook Sammy. Chook.
0: Right? The chicken sandwich? Yes. Yeah. My husband actually went on tour with a band from Australia. So, uh, the they came to America, flew into Missouri, and they toured throughout the US for about three months this summer before we got married, and he came back with lots of Australian slang. That's how I know that.
1: What was the name of the band?
0: Mortification.
1: Yep. I've heard of them.
0: Have you there? Really heavy. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway, my, my six-year-old, out of nowhere this morning, did a British accent. I was really impressed. I'm not sure where she picked that up, but might have an actress on her hands. I don't know.
2: Knowing you, that's a shock,
0: yeah, right she, it could just be a drama queen, I don't know
2: <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention she, that when Ted was on, but yeah, he was in a band called Wrench for quite a while.
0: He was yep, yeah. and uh yeah, our kids are all our kids are all musical, although we haven't really started any um formal lessons till this year well our oldest has taken voice lessons uh, from some friends of ours they are a husband and wife duo named Ina Blume, May and uh, yeah she loved learning vocally from Aaron. she was awesome but yeah so we're, we're musical-ish I guess I make up songs all day long you can, I really do so, I tell my kids to do things, or I say really embarrassing things to them, to the tune of their favorite pop songs, to which they roll their eyes and ask me to shut up really quickly. So, but we've all, we've all done theater. Um, Ted, me, Joel, Killa, have you done musical theater?
1: Nope.
0: Really? See, I'm thinking that, you know, with a voice, like, deep like yours,
1: you know. Yes, well, I can't sing. I have a very terrible Are. singing voice. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure.
2: We've heard him sing, sort
1: of. And, yes, uh, I used to sing at work. I used to have my earbuds in, and when I listened to music, before I listened to podcasts, and I'd just sing away, and, uh, yes, I used to annoy a lot of people. And then when I knew I was annoying people, I'd sing even more especially my old foreman. He hated it. So.
0: Oh. I wish that there were YouTube videos showing that right there.
2: Yes, well, YouTube wasn't around back then. Dang it. Ho- however, Killa is the master of the recorder. Yes. Yeah. Stick- Get
0: out. Seriously.
2: I've I been on stage for the recorder, yes, back
1: in when I was in year six, yes. Played on our local... Nice. At our local uh, mall shopping center. So, With the the recorder group I was in. And
0: what were they called?
1: Uh, the McCallum's Hill recorder group. McCallum's Hill was the name of the school I went to. So, oh,
0: I thought it was you were going to have something uh, really was, edgy.
1: No, it was just part of the school thing. I,
0: Excellent. I just saw a, a video. Yeah, I saw a video yesterday, uh of this kid um I was speaking in French, so probably somewhere in Europe and he's playing his recorder, and he kind of makes this sad face like, oh, isn't that so boring and pitiful? And then he starts beatboxing, and he's beatboxing while he's playing the recorder. And it was so flippin' amazing. It was really awesome. I was like, there you go, son. That's what you can do. My son was blown away by it, but it was really cool. So, see, maybe you could pick it back up, Killa. You could do, like, the the flute boxing is what they called it. You could, you you might have a new, a new thing to do. Yeah, I think you should try it
1: out. I'll just stick it's to awesome. my podcasting. Use my voice for good.
0: <laughs> what if you flute? <laughs> Not what if you flute box on a podcast? Say that five times fast.
1: Mm, flute box? Yep, can't do it once. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so I have a real quick back to uh, uh, Australia. Did uh, did that big box? get uh, delivered oh, to whoever needed it? Uh,
1: here's the story on the big box. Yes, we delivered it would have been well, uh, just about two weeks ago. Monday week uh-huh. ago we delivered it. Uh, gets over there, that's fine. Anyway, on this Monday I had to go over to the same company and deliver um, deliver because our van was out on the road and we only had the ute so we could only fit six boxes in and they needed 24 so we had to do four runs on that. So I'll get over there and there's this big box sitting there. I'm like, Hang on, wasn't he supposed to be used? So I come back to work and speak to my boss, John. I go, what happened with the big box? He goes, oh, no, someone else convinced him to use his, his one. And so, and uh, because the box was that big, it wouldn't fit in the, the doors of the cremation um, furnace. So what we had to do, well, it was sat there, and then on, was it Friday? Or, no, Thursday, I think it was, the boss calls me up the office, he goes, get, go get Chen and hop in the van and go pick up that box and bring it back, so... We're bringing it back, and we're actually going to cut it up and make smaller boxes out of it. So, yes. So I wasted all my time making this box, delivering it. only need to go pick it up again. And it's not light, and that's without a body in it. So, yes, it's back at the factory now.
2: So no dead guy ended up in the giant box. No.
1: And I was—I got told he was going to be buried, but no, he's, he was going to be burnt to cremation, so they had to get a box that would fit inside the cremation doors
2: uh, yeah. I don't mean to sound morbid but he probably would smell delicious <laughs> yes
1: well, well
2: I don't know yes a lot of facts. just saying <laughs> yes.
1: so, yeah so well I was going to take more photos of it but I think I've got enough photos of it <laughs> they're on my Facebook
2: you've already had like quite a few on Facebook yeah and Instagram <laughs>
1: Snapchat, yeah, Snapchat for you, use So I like doing that with a special box like that, so everyone can see. And uh, even the photos don't do it justice. Like when you see it in person, it's like Jesus. It's literally the size of a wardrobe. You can actually put little hangers in there, and you know, use it as a wardrobe. It's that
2: big.
3: Oh my gosh! <laughs> well,
2: the picture of you inside—you've got your arms folded over your chest, and yeah. you're showing exactly how large it is. I mean, it's. It was immense. Yep. Who is it?
0: Avon hey, calling. My den is right by the front door, and sorry.
1: That's right.
0: Evidently, there are children that want to come and play.
1: Oh.
0: Sarah! Oh, and all <laughs> those people yelling. So sorry. And the <laughs> Bellowing for our children. He's getting it on oh, the we, show, we live in what. a neighbor, Well, we live in a neighborhood. It's like uh, it's two <laughs> streets with several cul de sacs that go off of it, and mirror there's mirror? easily 20 homeschool kids in this neighborhood, and sometimes they just, you know, one five or six will be going one way, and two or three decide they're going to tag along, and yeah, I I don't. We might be the only rednecks that like moved in and like hog call for our kids so I'm, I'm not sure anybody did that before us but we just step out back and scream for them and they come running
2: I I would never equate the word redneck with you or Ted
0: <laughs> you do know where I grew up right <laughs> uh, I, I actually, do
2: your mom's okay. Joan Jett but
0: my mom is Joan Jett Um, yeah Uh, I don't, you know, we're hoping to buy a farm next year. We really, we really want a farm again. We had a farm in Missouri and had to leave that behind to come to Nashville. So we're really, we're really hoping to get a farm next year. So, you know, we're just, you know, at that point, we're just going to buy overalls for all of our kids and uh, plaid shirts and throw all of our shoes away and, you know,
2: (laughs) Just call it good. You Should at least donate them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true.
2: That's well, okay. True. Well, here's a question then, um, Killer. When you were growing up, did you have anything similar to that, where just random friends would come by your house? Uh
1: yeah, sort of. There wasn't that many kids in our neighborhood, so there was one that lived around the corner and one that lived uh, virtually next door, but in the at a house. Uh, Battleaxe block, they call it. It's like a house that goes up behind the other house in the driveway next to the front house. So that was just them, and yeah, we'd just show up. That's the way it was, you know. Get up Saturday morning and go over. Either we'd go over their place, or they'd come over and, you know, especially in summer, come around, play the backyard cricket. Yes. Or get in our little billy cart. And run what? The, a billy cart you call them, say, so, bocca or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: But mine was made out of metal because my dad was a sheet metal worker. So he made one out of metal. And we'd just take it at the top of the hill and come down. And because it was metal, it made so much noise. had big rubber, like, solid rubber wheels on it. And it would just go, do-do, do-do, as it goes across the uh, the pavement, uh, slots in the pavement. And we'd come down. And, and that was back in the day when you could go make noise in a neighbourhood. <laughs> if you did that today... You'd have the council knocking on your door for disturbing the, the neighbors. So,
0: Yes, you would.
1: And that's what we used to either They ride our bikes
0: <laughs>
1: and scream and yell and make a whole lot of noise. So. <laughs>
0: that's kind of See, what we I,
2: did. I never, I never had that experience. I mean, granted, on either side of me, on the, the, le- the house to the left and the house to the right, which incidentally, Nisha knows what house I'm talking about, um, <laughs> I had, I had neighbors... Uh, on the right side, my brother had a guy, a kid that was his age, and his sister was my age. And then on the other side, there were two girls that were my age, well, roughly my age. And so, you know, either side of the, the house, we would get together and hang out pretty frequently. But other than that, it was like mostly adults and older people around the rest of the neighborhood. And we yeah, were all Yeah, I was kind about of, to
0: say, didn't, didn't you have old, a lot of old people in your neighborhood?
2: Yeah, it was it was and everybody was pretty separated. So anybody that came over would have to kind of say something ahead of time, although there was a bit of an open door policy with the neighbors to the left. Um but it, yeah, I never really had that experience. And I I haven't had that as an adult either. And I don't know that I would appreciate that, honestly. I don't I don't like random people showing up at my door.
1: Well, I have it happen here now. Have it. A certain person that uh, shows up, knocks on the door, and just walks in. Jeez, Donna's sister,
2: because she, I, had, she see, lives I, just down the road there. You know, so I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I, I when I'm when I'm home, if you want to set up something, you know, that's fine. I mean, I'm, you're always welcome in my house, but let me know ahead of time.
1: Yeah, well, with my best mate, when I used, I used to probably sales coming over, but I'd just rock up, the front doors unlocked, and just walk in. Him, you know, you might be down the backyard. I think so. I just walk in, but that's because we're really good mates, and I used to we used to stay over there a lot of the time too. When I, I used to right.
2: drive him home when he'd been drinking. So. What about you, Nisha? When you were growing up,
0: Uh, you know, I, I lived in really small towns for, uh, you know, probably like third grade through into high school <clears throat> but before that I went to you know I went to private school so all of my friends lived all over town you know and then I'd come home and uh, uh we moved around a lot so um but there was a couple times when I'd live in small little and I'm talking small like 100 you know 110 people one town I'm thinking of so there was, you know, you'd do your chores and do your homework, and we'd just walk. We'd just walk the streets and hang out and throw stuff at the trains that went under the train bridge and that kind of trouble.
2: <laughs> oh, chores. chores. <laughs> There's yes. something I never had to do. Seriously. I, I was, yeah, I was, I don't know, my, you know, my mom, she was always out doing something. Either work or otherwise, and so she was always gone. And you know, my brother's useless, so I took care of her myself most of the time. But I didn't—I didn't really have chores. Like I didn't—I didn't know how to wash a load of laundry till I was a freshman in college. Oh, yeah. yeah, seriously. Well, oh wow.
0: I didn't realize that. My I... my six and uh, eight year old do their own laundry. Can...
2: They can probably ride a bike too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they can ride bikes. <laughs> It can. Um, I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, according to, you know, world standards today, I mean, we're a big family, six of us. Um, And when you're home all day, all day long, um, you know, there's no reason why you can't go up and put your laundry in the washing machine and push a button and go back up in an hour and put it in the dryer. And so... I will say that. My kids will
1: know how to do their laundry when they get to college. What what were you going to say, Killa, about... I I never had to do laundry, but I had chores. I had to, um, you because we didn't have a dishwasher. Mum would uh, probably do the washing up, you know, washing up, and I had to do the drying. uh, Until my next brother got old enough to do the drying, and I got the washing up part. And uh, the youngest brother had to set the table. They were our first chores. On the weekend, I had to go out and help Dad with the, the lawns. Um, I had to stand there and hold the bag so he could put the gr- gr- grass clippings in it, which was an annoying job because you had to stand there and watch him go up and down, up and down, up and down, <laughs>
3: and,
1: and then hold the bag till I got old enough to mow the lawn, and then I had to mow the lawns. Try try to think of what other chores. That was basically it. And uh, Growing up, my Dad was renovating the house for... Been renovating most of it most of my life there so i always had to help out with him building the house and renovating it so i've always had to do something that's why i, I, I i'm i so thankful for my dad and mum making me work when i was younger because then when i went into the workforce i was you know capable more capable than most people already knew how to use a hammer and, and things like that and a drill and so yeah, I've always had that's, to do chores.
0: That's awesome. I mean, I think I mean I think that's one thing that kids these days are you know missing. I think there's you know there's a lot a big push you know kids are doing more competitive sports at a younger age you know in this country, but yet there's you know there's a lot of kids who, you know, <laughs> their parents wouldn't even hand them a hammer or you know something like that. I mean my. My 8-year-old mows the front yard, and today his sister, the 12-year-old, she learned how to mow the front yard as well. But, you know, every two weeks he's expected to do it, and he can start the lawnmower himself and, um, you know, do all that. But my, my grandparents had 86 acres uh, outside of Kansas City, and 10 of it was a lake. And I learned so much just by being around my grandfather and watching him and there was just there's just times when it I don't think twice to like pick up a saw or to just grab tools and go do something. And people have asked me before, how do you know how to do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Don't like don't you? <clears throat> you know. Um but I a lot of that just came from just being out on land with him and just doing whatever he did. So, I think it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the same, like, I learnt, I mean, I'm no great mechanic or anything, but I learnt how to do a couple of little things on cars, because my dad was always doing his homework on cars, but that was mm-hmm. back back in the day when cars didn't have computers in them, and that, you know, they were very basic mechanics, so. Right. I'd always be helping Dad if he was working on the car, and he'd explain to me what this is and what this does, and, you know. So yeah. I, I learnt a little on that, and, you know, changing tyres, well, I can't remember when I learnt that, but that was easy, you know. Yeah, but you... you still
2: drive on the wrong side of the road.
1: No, yeah. no, we don't. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, exactly. We don't drive on the right side of the road. We drive on the left.
2: Correct. I wonder that's how the Correct. wrong side of the road.
1: Yeah. Correct. The opposite the wrong is right, and that's right. We don't. I wonder how Nikki's going driving over there. I, oh yeah.
3: I don't know.
2: <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> My that to put the fear of god in me personally to be able to to try and maneuver the opposite side well i told you the story about uh this that person that come and visited me and uh when
1: i got done with dui and she had to drive the car and uh, uh i was freaking um
2: i don't i know when she visited but i don't remember her did she she drove
1: yes well when i took her out to bathurst and then i got pulled over and breath tested and i was just over the limit and the, the cop said well you you best not to drive, you know, you can't drive. He goes, just give it an hour, you know, till your blood levels drop, you know, alcohol blood level, because I was literally just over. And um, so she goes, oh, I don't know if I can drive. And the cop goes, yeah, you can drive. You can use your American license, because if you're <coughs> on holiday, you can use it. But if you're going to stay here for longer than a certain period, you've got to get an international license. Anyway, so right. she hops in the car. So she hops into the, the driver's seat, which is on the right-hand side. So everything's backwards for her there. And then she starts driving, and, yeah, she was sort of drifting over into the right-hand lane a little. I'm like, over here, over here. <laughs> <laughs> and freaked me out a little bit. I literally had my, my hand on the handbrake <laughs> at any point. That's, Just in case. Yeah. So then she drove around Mount Panorama, which is a racetrack. It's a public road, but it's a racetrack. And, yeah, that was a bit scary because it's a, it's a bit of a tricky track
0: i i have this like bucket list like thing it's like the one thing on my bucket list is just to get in a car on an open road and drive it as fast as i mean literally drive the car as fast as it will until it blows up like you you know you see the the scenes and it's like arizona or something and it's like one road so very long and I'm like, please, somebody just give me a car that will go really fast and let me drive as fast as I can, At literally until I just, like, blow the hood off of it. But that's kind of on my bucket list to do.
2: She's been watching cause... Top Gear, I think. Yes.
0: <laughs> no, I've just always kind of had that, like, Thelma uh, uh, and Louise kind of idea just to drive as fast as I can. Not off a cliff, though. you
2: we are talking about blowing Preferably. up, so it's kind of fatal.
1: I mean, I wouldn't want to blow the car up. Yeah, I'd love to get in a car and drive it, like, as fast as it can go. There is, um, there's um, there's things down here you can go do. Uh, you can go hop in on a V8 supercar. It's not actually the V8 supercars that race. They're very similar. A little less horsepower, but you can go out on the track and uh, and do that. My youngest brother did it, so.
0: I, don't I would enjoy that immensely.
1: I don't know if you've got anything like that over in America, but, yeah. You go out for a track day. They supply the cars, yeah. a professional they, driver.
0: The NASCAR, you know, NASCAR is real big with rednecks um, and other people as well. I'm not trying to be judgmental. <laughs> um, but you you can. There's, you know, different drivers have like a driving experience. It is so expensive. And they, they will not go top speed with you. But they kind of put you in a special car that ha- actually has a passenger seat and will drive you faster than you can go on the highway. Yes.
1: Well, in a circle. Yeah, well, that's the problem. When you yeah. do it down here, it's on a, a, a track that's got corners, different, you know, a right and a left and a left, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Yeah. A bit like, like what a Formula One track is like, not a, a naval. I would
0: like that so much
1: more. Uh, even NASCARs do the the street races too, I've seen. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And you've had a, a Australian driver over there in NASCAR, um, Marcus Ambrose, and he was always on the oval track, not doing well, but when he went to the street tracks, he did did really well because that's what he came from, the V8 supercars, which is
2: track racing, so. so yeah, I can drive on the highway. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. You just can't ride a push bike on the highway.
3: <laughs>
2: Shut up. Or a motorcycle. No, yeah, no, that was the nail in the coffin. I tried, though. I gave it, I gave it an, an, an effort, and they said, no, you're a danger to yourself and others, so go learn to ride a bike and then come back.
1: And then went home to your <laughs> daughter and said, can you teach me to ride a bike?
2: Pretty much. That's right.
0: Please teach Daddy. Oh, that's okay. You'll be, you'll be fine without it, I promise.
2: <laughs> Someday, somebody's leg is going to be broken. And there'll be a car with a stick shift and a bicycle, and I will be screwed.
1: <laughs> so you can't drive manual cars, either. No stick shift. Nope. God.
0: That's easy. Ted has, Ted has a manual, and he does not have first gear. And it's annoying to drive it, but I can do it. But, yeah.
2: I, I heard you like snicker about that. Kill I heard you snicker when she said they don't have first gear. I don't even know what that means. It means the gear is broken, you gotta start off in second.
1: Uh-huh. And you gotta get the revs right because Yeah. I understand that.
0: And just be between okay. you and me,
2: Kilwell. Yeah. Just get that little joke right there. Yeah. I awesome. think I missed that one.
0: You did. It's okay, honey. That'll be fine.
2: <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I forgot to ask. I know we don't have any voicemails because they come directly to me, but were
1: there any emails this week? I forgot to check. No emails this week. We got one while you were away when we had Justin and Jody on. So. Hmm.
0: Okay, so I've got a question. So, what was the last book you read for entertainment purposes?
2: Mm. Mm -mm Hmm. Uh, for me, it would have been, hold on, trying to see if I could see the title from here um it's over it's over on my bookshelf because i finished it now i gotta look it up we're talking like a like a novel or some sort of a not like a
0: something you read just for fun
2: i gotta look up the name of it because i don't remember the exact title i don't read uh and the hippos were boiled in their tanks that's what's the name of the book it was a uh, a book that was written back in the late 50s by Jack Kerouac yes. and William S. Burroughs. It was a joint collaboration, and uh, they just released it a few years ago, and I picked up a copy because, of course, two of my favorite authors, and, yes. and I read it, and that was the last book I read for, for fun purposes, entertainment, as it were, and it was definitely entertaining. Awesome. And, Kelly, um, you said... Nothing? He, th- no. he said he doesn't read La-
1: Last thing I would have read, it would either be something to do with Kurt Cobain book or um, an X-Files book. And that would have been you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. No,
0: Mulder. Years ago.
1: Yes, X-Files. Returning soon, can't wait. But yeah, I don't really read. No kid. if I'm, I, I read the newspaper. You know, I don't read novels or, or anything like that. But if I was to read something, it would be a, a non-fiction book. Something, you know. Like-
2: True crime or something? i would just—I
1: uh, don't know. It'd be not like a, a fictional story. It's you know more informational.
0: But are you a biography kind of?
1: Yeah, I could person. get into it. I, my mind wanders too much while I'm reading. Squirrel. Yeah, no, but it, it, I just start thinking, and then I have to read the page over again because I can't remember what I just read. So yeah, I have that problem with reading. So. I'm We've an well audio sort of experienced guy, so if I was ever going to, like, I'd get into something like Audible and have the yes. book read to me, but I don't have time for that. I've got that many podcasts to listen to, so. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> how,
0: how can I fit in books? Oh,
1: yes, Just exactly. Time. As I've mentioned on the show, I listen to a po- I'm listening to podcasts from about 5.30 in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, all day long. As soon as I leave home, I'm listening to a podcast... And then just go through all my podcasts. I mean, I do stop to talk to people at work and, and such and such, you know. But it's basically... So very kind not, of you. No, well, I have to. <laughs> I, I get the shits when people interrupt me. I'm right in the middle of listening to a good story and someone comes up to talk to me. If it's to do with work, it's fine. But if it's just for a quick little chat, i just okay, can I get back to my podcast, please? I was right in the middle of this story. <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: pictured somebody interrupting you and you oh, crapping yourself. Yeah.
1: Uh, I get the
0: shit oh, that's
1: it's annoying so but yeah I, I really when I'm listening to a podcast I'm just off of my own little world I mean I'm still doing my job you know my job's pretty mm-hmm. easy so I can do it without thinking too much but yeah I'm just off listening to whatever podcast it is I mean they're all varied sort of podcasts I listen to comedy podcasts um, mostly comedy but you know informational stuff
0: do you uh, do you enjoy documentaries? Either one of
1: you? Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yes. I love documentaries. I love a good
1: doco. Trying to think of the last one I watched. Uh, soaked in bleach. Yes, yeah, that probably was the last doco I watched. Yeah, soaked in bleach. Yeah.
0: We. Uh we watched the one on Sound City not too long ago.
1: Yeah, that one. And that was a
0: it, had, one. it had been a long time coming that, but if, you know, if Ted's like, hey, let's watch a movie, he's not a big documentary person. That's me. But, oh, my gosh, did I enjoy that immensely. That was so fantastic. It was a really great one. So
2: Agreed. It was awesome.
1: And not just because it's Dave Grohl from Nirvana. It was a great, great docker. That's
0: right. Well, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome to see, you know, like going back and, you know, Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty and, you know, all of those. Man, that was, there was a lot of that that I don't think I knew the history went that far back. Um, You know, I would have known, you know, Nirvana and that kind of thing. But um, I just thought that was really cool. I loved it.
1: Just be careful what you say about Nirvana on this show. No, she's a fan. Oh, that's all right, then. Yes. We have no Nirvana haters on this show. (laughs) No, we actually, do. We've had a couple of people.
2: We've had them on. That's all right.
1: We've told them. You can have your opinion. We don't care.
0: But you're wrong. You just can't say it on my show. No, they can say
1: it, but they'll just get told they're wrong, like Joel just said.
0: That's right.
1: And if you don't believe Courtney killed him, well, you're wrong again.
0: Ooh, now that is something I have never thought of.
1: Go watch she
0: is a couple of fries short of a Happy Meal. I think we all know.
1: Well, go watch Soaked in Bleach, the documentary. <gasps> We've mentioned it. We talked
0: I'm about it on the show. in my queue on Netflix as we speak. Is it on Netflix?
2: Yeah, I think it was. Wasn't it, Joel? It you was can rent it. I don't
1: know if it's... Vimeo. Vimeo. I know yeah. it was on Vimeo. That's where we found Well, you found it. I know where I found it.
0: On Vimeo?
1: Okay. On those... Fake, Ooh. On, on those... Uh, Legal
2: sites, oh. but mm-hmm. yeah, it's no, no, no. it's uh, it's an eye opener. It's it's available. You can you can rent it. You can find it. It's out there, and it's it's you know it's it's along the lines of Kurt and Courtney, but much much better. Nice, because uh, the private eye that was investigating the whole thing re- recorded all of his conversations, and so they have actual recorded conversations throughout the entire documentary of Courtney saying some pretty damning things that she is trying to get them to stop uh you know showing the movie because it's you know it's not like it's speculation it's her saying it in her own words so yes man she tried to
1: get she sent her lawyers or her and her lawyer sent out cease and desist orders to a lot of uh, uh cinemas not to play it and most of them went, fuck you, we're playing it. But a handful of them got scared and not played it. But Because so, it got released on, on VAD and in a certain amount of cinemas. So it was out there on the big screen for a bit, I
2: guess. And there's a book you can read, too. Yes.
0: Oh, excellent.
2: It's a double whammy.
0: A double whammy. So, okay, I'll have to watch it. Because that, that you know begs the question... Why has she brought not been brought up on charges in well, the watch aftermath? It and come back of on, that. and
2: we'll talk about it. Yeah. It just Ooh, went...
0: yes. Okay, I'm on it.
2: I'll do that. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Jill, I just noticed what time it is. Oh, it's that time, isn't it, Joe?
0: It's that. Time. It is.
2: Yes.
1: Wait. What's that? You say? What time is it? Is it really that time again? That's right hide your and watch out for drop bears it is time for R is for random
2: okay. that didgeridoo is so angry it
0: is ominous very ominous
2: so uh, the lovely Maybellina has provided us with uh, questions yet again and uh, so first question did you ever have a pen pal
1: Nope. Simple for me, no. Did you want
0: one? Yeah. I don't from know. America? Did you want one from America?
1: Well, closest I got was we had to do a, a, a writing thing in... Um, it would have been year four. I remember this clearly. Uh, we all had to write letters. We had pulled a name out of a hat and we had to write a letter to that person. Another fellow classmate. I end up getting the name of Blossom the girl I had a crush on in year four oh. who came from America. So I had to write her a letter and it, funny little circle that happened she got, I think her name was Megan and Megan got me to write letters. So that's the only time I've really had like a pen pal sort of thing happen. But yes the one person I get is the girl that I had the biggest crush on when I was in year four because she was American yeah. and had a cute American accent. Anyway Careful, my missus might hear me go... <laughs> I have right. no contact with her ever since. <laughs> she was only in the in our class for about six months. So, yes, we've heard it's the awesome story of So, my... if you're out
0: there, yeah. if you're listening.
1: I won't say her last name, but I still remember her last name. I still remember her address. 44 Phillips Street. Whoa.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: So, she must have made an impression on me if I can still remember that, eh?
3: Hey? Right.
0: don't Yes. And remember
1: what I told you? She called me graham crackers.
2: Yes.
0: Oh.
4: I had
1: no idea about it. Why she called me that. And she had to explain there's a cracker over in America called graham crackers. So, and I've come to learn what they are and what they're used for. And, so. what
2: and they now you use have for? A,
0: a, smalls. an appreciation you make for them now.
1: Use to make smalls.
0: Yes, sir. Sorry. And crust.
2: Mm. Yes. They are fun and functional.
1: So is, so is this Graham.
2: <laughs> zing. Oh. What about you, Nisha? Uh,
0: I did. I know that uh, it would have been, you know, third, fourth grade here, maybe even in second grade. Our schools would contact schools, you know, either somewhere else in the country and maybe even overseas. But I think the year, the one year that we were sending them overseas, maybe to Europe, the mail took so long. That I think we really only got one letter, but um, I I never had one that was just just one. I had several.
2: Whoa, you got around with the pen pals. Uh
0: it's when you move a lot and you change schools a lot. Yes, that would be the case.
2: That's a good point, especially back then when you know there wasn't the internet or texting or.
0: No no
2: interwebs no. That sort of thing. You had to write physical letters. Um, you, did. you know that's funny you mentioned because uh, when I was in school prior to high school, i don 't know what grade it was. it probably would have been about fourth or fifth. Um, I, my school also said, you know hey we're going to start a, a pen pal program, and so I got a pen pal in France from Paris. Her <laughs> name was Natalie and uh, we wrote back and forth for, I don't know, it was a while. I mean, I've still got some of the, I think, maybe two or three of the letters here still. Um, I can't remember her last name for the life of me now, but um, I just thought that was so neat because the letters would come with all the par avion, you know, stamps on them. And it was, like, just an amazing thing to think about talking to somebody around the world. And then now I do it every week.
0: That's right. So. I do it for all the time. You know when Ted he spent a year in the desert and um it in the war back when uh our two oldest girls were little little little. And um we would mail, you know, we I would send him stuff in the mail and you know back then we had camcorders and we would uh videotape messages, you know, the girls and I would send him video diaries and just things that we were doing and he would send you know videos back but we still have a gigantic pile of all of the letters and all of the cards that we sent back and forth all of the stuff that people sent him he had a whole um elementary school like after school program that kind of adopted him and all of these little kids that would write him letters and he wrote back every single kid And then when he came home, he actually went and visited them. And so, um, you know, but even then, you know, cell phones, we had computers, stuff like that. So um, our kids are really enamored with all of the letters that, you know, are in his box. So it's probably kind of the last, you know, kind of thing like that that we've got.
2: It's a dying art form.
0: It is. Um,
2: So the second and final question.
0: Do you pick your
2: nose? (laughs) <laughs> I'm plain laughing and it. simple I'm laughing do you at pick issues.
1: your nose plain and simple no <laughs> I do, I do, how do you clean house uh, do you want me to do it for you I sound like a trumpet I blow my nose I'm a big <laughs> nose blower and I'm pretty noisy at it So. sounds familiar uh, the only thing I do I do pluck nose hairs
0: oh that just sounds painful
1: uh, it can be the ones that right at the front like at the tip Ooh. of the nose, they're the painful ones, but I can't stand them. I can feel them in there, and they tickle the my nose. So, for that little split second of pain, it's it's better than the the annoyance of the the hair moving up and down as I breathe. So, yes, I'm I'm constantly pick, uh, plucking nose hairs, and yeah, and it makes my eyes water and all. But yeah,
0: see, I do that with my eyebrows. Yeah, so I, I guess we're even. I do that so. with
1: my eyebrows too, because I've got bushy eyebrows. So, <laughs> I'll sit there and find. Her long stray hair on my eyebrow and go
0: yank
2: so. took a weird turn Nisha
0: interesting uh, I mean honestly yeah there are times that I do um, so, yeah, just simply because sometimes it's just there you just give it a little you know a little pinch a little rub and it comes out and okay.
2: <laughs> That sounded sounded if you took that out of context right
0: know. Right, we're talking about boogers, people. Keep it. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. I do. I th- and and I have been known to pick my kids' nose. Oh, God. Simply, like like when they're little and, you know, they're babies and they're all s- snotty and, like, you're trying to be all sweet. Oh, come here, let me get your nose. With You know, sometimes, no. You just have got to get in there and get it out. They need to breathe.
2: You know, little baby wipe, wipe your hands, you're good to go. Um, and there you have it. so Joel. well, I'm gonna say I uh, yes to all the things you guys just said. Um, I don't get a lot of nose hairs, but when I do, they're coming out. Same thing with stray hairs and my eyebrows. If they're if they're acting up, they gotta go. Um, and yeah, I mean sometimes you can't get it out just by blowing it. I mean, uh-huh. I'm not like George Costanza. Well, not George Costanza. Like uh, Jerry Seinfeld. You know, elbow like deep, in. sort of. Right, but if there's something happening, you, you, you got to get it out. And thanks to various friends over the years, I pick other people's noses just for the hell of it, and uh, and it always kind of puts people aside because they're like, "What are you doing?" It's like, it's not <laughs> a big deal, you know. So, yeah.
0: Oh, I Ted hates it sometimes. I'll just, I'll literally just put my finger so close to the opening of his nose. And, I mean, I've been known to just, like, be messing with him and just, like, poke, like, right up his nose. But now all I do is I just, like, my finger right there and I just leave it. It totally annoys him. It's so hard to ruffle his feathers, but sometimes, I mean, that's just the cutest way to do it, to be honest with you, but... See, you've struggled with allergies for so many years. So you've, you know, you almost always have, you know, a tissue
2: on hand, though. I've got a pocket full of tissues at all times, at all all places. There's at least six to eight Kleenex in my pocket at any given moment. And they're all, all, you know, they're clean, but all day, every day. I never leave home without a pocket full of Kleenex.
0: You should put that on a t shirt.
2: (laughs) Pocket
1: pocket Uh, full of tissues sounds like a song name. What's that? That's a right. pocket full of tissues sounds like a song name,
2: or just the tissues sounds like a band name. That's right. the Their first album well, would
1: be called Issues. I, I don't use tissues; I use <laughs> hankies. the handkerchief. You what, what? Yes, I have a handkerchief. A
0: handkerchief. Yeah. A handkerchief. yeah. Oh, Who uses the handkerchief? So like I'm, 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 I'm old it's school, so old fashioned, and chivalrous.
1: Yes. Don't the shits because there's a ton of them lying around. <laughs> this one's always <boy> sitting <laughs> in my chair. There's one next to my bed. There's always one in my pocket. Oh,
3: I don't like that. I, I always Ugh.
1: My nose always runs. Um, it just always has. And even because of work, you know, it's so dusty and, and what So I think that's why I don't get so many boogers because it's like sandpaper, all the dust. So it just scrapes it all out <laughs> when I blow my wow. nose. Rhinoplasty. Wow. Okay. Yeah,
3: See,
1: I knew- my
2: dad always had... T- always had handkerchiefs always mm-hmm. and I just I can't handle it because as much as I'm messing with my nose due to my you know allergies and and just sinus problems I can't I can't do it I gotta have a soft tissue and that night when I'm done with that I want to throw it away I don't want to yeah. hang on to it I, I can't use tissues
1: I, I blow crusting. holes in them I, I blow my nose that hard I blow right through the tissue
2: it must be fun at parties yeah so
0: right <laughs> Okay, so Joel, question, was your dad like a white handkerchief guy or was he like a bandana as a handkerchief?
2: White. Yeah. I kinda saw that coming. They they weren't like monogrammed or anything, but yeah, white handkerchiefs. So you knew my dad. You know my dad. So Still is. He still carries them around. Aw.
0: My grandfather always, you know, like his signature thing was, you know, the white v neck undershirts and yeah, handkerchiefs, same thing.
2: Sounds like my dad. Mm-hmm. When he's not got his flannel on.
0: That is so awesome. <laughs>
2: uh I think that's about it then, Killa, I guess. Yep. We'll get this one wrapped yeah. up, have
1: a little bit of a break and get <laughs> for a
2: round it's two to
0: find soon. This yeah, you guys need to like you know drink some Gatorade or something. <laughs> Prepare yourselves. Uh,
2: Killa needs some bourbon. It's getting close to to nine thirty there, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's getting close to first thing in the morning still.
2: <laughs> yes, pretty much. I'm gonna go
0: so. throw some chook on the Bobby. <laughs> nice.
2: That's what I'm gonna so. Do. If they want to get in touch with us, killer, where can people find us?
1: Well, if you'd like to call us in a voicemail, you can call us at 661-434-5956, 661-434-KWJO. And our email address, at gmail.com So that's the way you can find us. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Coffin Joe Cast. Very easy. Oi. We'd love to hear from you. We uh, haven't had a voicemail in a while, so, Nen, yeah. get onto that. And everyone else. <laughs> and as we mentioned before, cool. you don't have to call that number. Uh, you have a smartphone. You should have a recorder, recording app on there. Record it and email it to us at com. That way you that works, can too. practice. If you mess up your voicemail, you can restart and get it right. Be
2: <laughs> like Wilbur.
1: Yes, but I don't use that. I use this
2: equipment no right. not anymore
1: so yes that's another easy way so we can hear your voice we'd love to hear from people who we've never heard from before love to hear your voice so you just get to hear my voice how about i hear yours mm. yeah
2: wow 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 oh boy <laughs> there it was <laughs> Uh, so uh, I was going to say, you know, who we've got on next week, but I should just say who we have on next, which, uh, will be Trent, AKA Ron, who, uh, he's, I'm sure going to have to tell you about our Gen Con meetings.
1: Well, I didn't bring up Gen Con on this show because I knew we had him coming up and you can tell us all
2: about Gen Con when we get, uh, Trent on.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Can I I have a feeling you're going
2: to get, he's going to rub it in. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, that looked so much fun. It looked like so much fun.
2: Well, oh. it's a, it's a little, little different aspect when you're not there for the games and you're there to be the entertainment. So. No, you'll
1: have yes, to listen fine. to. We'll get, that, get into that. She'll have to listen to this show, not this one, and she doesn't have to listen to <laughs> her own one, but the one after this show. You'll have to have a listen That's right. to hear all
0: about it. I will. I saw so many familiar faces, people that I knew from the old days in the pictures, so I think it'll be yeah. awesome to hear all about it.
1: I'm guessing some of those people from uh show you do,
2: Joel? Oh, yeah, I do do some other shows. Uh, I do, the, do. The, see, I knew she would grab that and run with it. Um, do do. I, I, I also do a, a six song musical mixtape with Music and Musings uh, podcast called the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. That's K P A N T S. Uh, which you can find every Sunday on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and other fine podcasting directories. Um, I do a show with Mike, Pat, and Josh, my former college uh, roommates, slash whatever you want to call them. And that is our nostalgia cast called 40 Going on 14. Uh, This week we talked about uh, the films Meatballs and Wet Hot American Summer. It was our end of the, the summer show. And the week prior to that, which we didn't talk about because we didn't do a show last week, was our Dungeons & Dragons 100th episode, uh, or Gen Con Spectacular. So those are both available through Fortigo 14, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe Blueberry, The Musings of a Geek Podcast Network, and streaming also Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. Uh, Obviously, Oblivious, yeah, it's it's out there. (laughs) Go check it out. Maybe someday it'll come back. And um, the CreeperCast, I write for them. Um, I do my... Saturday flashback horror reviews, as well as uh, they're currently in my second round of top 10 list. This time around, it's uh, the it's actually it's top 13 uh, foreign zombie films you've never seen. Uh, This week was Japan. So you can check that out on creepercast.com. Also check out the podcast with Jason and Jeff. And I just wrote a review today for The Gallows, which should be coming out next week. And uh, yeah, that's about it.
0: I really think you need to do something with your spare time. Right? I mean, it just seems like you don't have enough to do. I'm really, I'm really okay. concerned about it.
2: Uh, I somehow make it <laughs> oh all work, gosh. plus I work a full-time job and do all the stuff around the house and still have time to sit and watch movies. So,
0: <laughs> And you keep little humans alive. It's so amazing.
2: Time management, <sighs> baby.
0: That's right.
2: So who were you listening to on the way out today, Killa? Uh, I think we'll
1: go back to it. Grinspoon for this week. Uh, the songs called Rail Rider by Grinspoon off their first album. I was going to play a different song but it wasn't loading on YouTube but I'll save that for the next show. and It's a pretty iconic song about Australia. Everyone knows but we'll save that for the next show. Oi. If, if you can't guess what that is. Anyway. Might be I have an idea. Yes, so you should. Alrighty. So thanks for joining us, Nisha.
0: Thank you, guys, for well, having me on. Yeah, we'll fun. We'll
1: get you back on it again at some time.
0: That's right. After I watch Soaked in Bleach. Yep. And we'll, you know, throw some conspiracy theories around. Oh, right. yeah.
1: Oh, don't you worry. We'll, we'll get right into it.
2: <laughs> well, we'll get a fresh perspective, which will be nice. Yes. yes.
0: That's right. A girly perspective.
2: Yes. About a bitch.
1: Oh. Whoa. I'm talking you about Courtney. Courtney L-. a bitch. Yes. Well, you know my feelings on Courtney Love.
0: Well, we were all thinking it. Yes.
1: Anyway. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll catch you um, very soon, really. Uh, Yes. All right. Here's Rail Rider from Grinspoon.
3: Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. just went, try that again wow, wow wow wow
4: wow okay round 2 name something that's not
2: boring
3: a laundry ooh a book club computer solitaire huh
2: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba
4: casino